Breaking news. Your dream life isn't going to happen because you made a vision board. You're going to need goals, grit, and some woo-woo shit. This podcast is about getting clarity on what you want, having the grit to do the actual work, and most importantly, constantly training your brain to be your bitch. Ready to be inspired? Here is your host, best-selling author, Una Duncan. Hey, welcome to Goals, Grit, and Some Woo-Woo Shit. I'm your host, Una Duncan. And today, I'm going to talk to you about what to do when there is a good habit you know you should do, like exercising, or saving for retirement, or going to bed on time, or journaling, and you really intend to do it, and you keep not doing it. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, I was at a conference for online entrepreneurs, and I met a woman who had the best name for a coaching business that I've ever heard, Coach Your Damn Self. <laughs> her name is Natisha Willis, and I just looked her up. It looks like she actually didn't go in this direction with her business, but I got to give credit where credit's due because it is an absolutely brilliant name for a coaching program. Because at the end of the day, your progress towards your goals is going to depend on your ability to coach your damn self to do the shit that you've got to do. You know, I think a lot of people go around telling themselves, if only I had a personal trainer who would just do up a plan for me and supervise me while I work out. Or if only I had a private chef who would chop up all these vegetables and make them taste less like photosynthesis. Or if only I had this internet celebrity life coach to kick my ass and hold me accountable, then I would be successful. But the truth of the matter is, you can have all of that awesome support, and still there will come a time when you are faced with a craving, or you are feeling unmotivated, and it's going to be up to you to coach your damn self. And that's not saying that I don't believe in hiring a coach. In the past few years, I have spent blood-curdling amounts of money on coaching for my business, for my physical fitness. I have hired a sleep coach. My husband and I regularly see a relationship counselor. Anytime I can invest in guidance and education from an expert who's going to help me fast-track my results, I'm going to do that every time. And in general, it's been an amazing investment. However, guidance and education is not implementation. That's my job. Womp womp. Like a few times a week, I get a DM or an email from some amazing person who will credit me with some big fitness win. You know, I, I literally got one once that said, because of this free download, I have lost 80 pounds. By the way, all my free downloads are available at fitfeelsgood.com slash free. But anyway, listen, I love getting those letters and DMs. I save all of them in a folder on my desktop. I call it my smile file. And whenever I need a little pick-me-up or to remind myself of what I'm trying to accomplish and who I'm trying to reach, I reread some of those notes and they make me feel so good. Which, by the way, this is a great practice. Dude, keep a smile file. Whenever you get a little pat on the back from your boss or you get a cute Mother's Day card from your kid or, you know, flirty text that makes you go, ooh, save that shit for a rainy day. You are going to need it someday. You are going to want those feelings. But anyway, listen, I will, to those lovely people who write me, I will often write back and say, you know, it's actually because of you that you lost 80 pounds. I am so honored if I helped you. But the truth is that in order to lose 80 pounds, you made decisions every single day that were in alignment with your goals. There is not a single moment where I physically came to your house and pushed you out the door on a run, or when I came over and slapped a McRib out of your hand and force-fed you a salad. You took those actions. You made those choices moment by moment by moment. 
And the fact is that lots of people have had access to the exact same information and resources that you did, and they didn't make those changes and choices. I, as a coach and trainer, dude, I can pour out my heart with everything I've got in my transformation program. I'm like, here's all the workouts. Here's the meal plans. Here's all the mindset stuff. Here's a checklist of what to do every single day. And I have even followed up with clients individually via text every day and said, Hey, how's it going? Are you following your plan? What can I do to support you? And guess what? Even with that level of me being all up in their grill, some people will make the changes and some people just don't. My point is that no coach is going to be able to save you from yourself. As much as we would love to outsource responsibility for our outcomes, we just can't. So I know the temptation is to think, oh, if only I had a blank, then I'd be successful. But there is a really good chance you don't need a new coach. You don't need a new diet. You don't need different supplements. You don't need a new piece of fitness equipment. You probably just need to learn how to make yourself consistently execute on the basics you already know you need to do. In business, by the way, what I see is people always believing that they need a new business coach or, you know, probably a new website or really I need new headshots or whatever, when really they just need to get the fuck to work. In short, with all the support in the world, we still need to be able to coach our damn selves. And so my lovely listener, (laughs) with this context, I want to bring you up to this moment where I have to coach my damn self and I'm going to bring you along for the ride. But before we get into that, I just have to admit to you that I kind of thought I was um, not like immune to needing coaching, but at least I thought I was pretty practiced at consistently executing habits that are in alignment with my goals. In fact, a couple of years ago, I was at a Tony Robbins event and I was talking to Tony's trainer, whose name is Billy Beck III. Billy trains Tony. He's also trained Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He trains NFL players. I've hired him to train me. And we were talking about, you know, how to get our clients to, I don't remember, like eat protein powder or do burpees or something and how they will sometimes complain and say, I don't like it. And Billy said, yeah, I don't get it. I just fucking do it. I don't really care if I like it. I just fucking do it. I was like, yeah, Billy, me too. That's so weird. They don't just do it. I don't get it. Well, (laughs) today I'm talking to you and there is something I know I should do. I think about it every freaking day. I tell myself I'm going to do this and I keep not doing it. It's wearing my fucking retainer, like, like for my teeth. Now, before you bounce, because you think that going on an emotional orthodontic journey with me might not be relevant to you achieving your goals... Let me just point out some similarities. Okay. When I first started wearing my teeth aligners to straighten my teeth, it felt like kind of a big project. You know, it was really, it was a big money outlay. I had to take all the time to do all the fittings. I had to wait a really long time. And then when I first put them in, it freaking hurt. And I had to wear them all day. And I was kind of self-conscious about the way they looked. I thought they looked like they had like a, like a lot of plaque on my teeth or something. And I spat a lot when I talked and I had to take them out to eat. So it was kind of gross in restaurants. Oh, and it freaking, it actually really, okay, hurt is a strong word. It was uncomfortable. It was like having a dull headache all day long. And then just when you get used to your aligners, you get a new set in the mail and then it adjusts your teeth even more and then it hurts again. 
So here's how that might be a little bit like your fitness journey or whatever you're working hard on achieving. When you first start with any new habit or skill, it's usually kind of a bitch. Like maybe you had to do a lot of research. Maybe you had to invest in some equipment. Um, There's usually a big learning curve. Maybe you had to splash out money for some coaching. Maybe you spent a lot of time figuring it out. And my guess is that when you first started doing this thing, working out, writing your novel or whatever it is, it was probably really hard, like super uncomfortable. I freaking hate this hard. And then maybe you got better and then maybe it wasn't so hard, but that in order to continue to see improvements, you have to apply the principle of progressive overload, meaning that to get continued results, you need to continue to make it harder. So just when you start to get comfortable, then you've got to do something that makes it uncomfortable again in order to see progress. And that's the way it goes until you get to your goal. And then you get to shift down into maintenance mode. And by the way, maintenance is so much easier than all the hard work you have to do in order to achieve your goal. It's like they say, you know, an airplane uses up most of its fuel in the takeoff. And then when it gets to cruising altitude, it's like, way less effort for the plane. Okay. Same for you. So in fitness, the general rule is that you can actually reduce the volume of your workouts by as much as 20% and still maintain the results that you've achieved. So in this case, all I had to do to maintain my straight teeth was to sleep with the last set of retainers in every night. Easy peasy, right? It doesn't even hurt anymore. I had an automatic habit loop of putting them in right after I brushed my teeth in the evening no problem. My teeth were straight. All I had to do was continue with this super low effort habit to keep them that way. And then here's what happened. I was going on a trip. I think it was camping or something and I was packing and I thought, "Ah, I'm not going to bother packing my retainer. It's just a couple of days. A couple of days won't matter. I'll just start wearing it when I get home. And guess what? It didn't matter. Like, obviously, my teeth were fine after a couple days. And this is why it's so easy to think this one time won't matter with your habits because one time really doesn't matter. But breaking your streak does. Because the next time I was going away for a couple of weeks and I thought, I'm going on vacation, so I'll give myself a break for my retainer and I'll just pick it up when I get back. And notice the language that I used with myself. I associated the retainer as something that I needed a break from versus something that was kind of a great self-care habit that was relatively easy at this point. Like maybe sometimes you might go on vacation and tell yourself you'll take a break from something like meditation or exercising or drinking more water than wine, you know, and that pattern of pausing my retainer wearing while traveling, it continued. So that one time I got back from a trip And I didn't put my retainer in right away when I got home. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'm jet lagged and I really need a good sleep. So maybe I'll just treat myself to an extra couple of nights without my retainer until I get caught up on my sleep. (laughs) Again, does this kind of reasoning sound familiar to you? Because if it does, you know what happens next. Eventually, I just stopped wearing my retainer altogether. And again, guess what happened? Fucking nothing. My teeth didn't spring back to their former state. I got no immediate confirmation of like dire circumstances from not wearing the retainer. And this is why habits can be so tricky. It can be really hard for your brain to associate the habit with the eventual outcome because there's this lag time. 
Like you could spend a whole week eating super healthy and exercising and your body is not going to look any different. So it's really tempting to conclude, obviously this healthy eating and exercising shit is bullshit. I'm going to give up on that. When actually it just takes way more repetitions of that habit to see the results. Hey, hey, if you're liking this podcast, you might also like my book, Healthy as Fuck. It's an international bestseller and available wherever books are sold. The audiobook is especially awesome, if I do say so myself. And if you go to fitfeelsgood.com slash healthy AF, I've got a ton of free bonuses for book readers. So make sure you go and grab those. Okay, back to the episode. So having zero evidence of consequences to skipping my retainer, I happily go about my life. And then a few months went by, I look in the mirror at my teeth and I thought, oh, that's weird. Are my teeth getting crooked again? And by this point, I had so uncoupled the retainer wearing habit with the teeth straightness outcome that it didn't even occur to me that like, of course they are. I just thought, that's weird. That must be my imagination. You know, like when you go to zip up some pants and they're feeling a bit tight and you go, that's weird. I must've put the dryer on extra heat. Instead of, hmm, that's a logical consequence of my caloric input and output. You know, most of us have that, that's weird moments, at least a few times before we progress to, oh yeah, mm -hmm, that's real. For sure, my teeth are totally changing. Or, yep, my pants are just not fitting the way they used to. And then depending on how you feel about that reality, you might progress to, I should do something about this. And that thought that you should probably address this situation, that it's not going to fix itself, that it's just going to get worse with time, that dude is where I have been stuck for like six months. In my family, we call this a desk apple. Actually, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to get my husband to tell you the desk apple story. One second. Okay, the desk apple story. Uh, so this is grade two or grade three. And uh, one day I had an apple in my lunch and had a bruise and I just didn't want to eat it. Um, and I didn't want to take it home because I get in trouble for not eating all my lunch. So into the back of my desk it went, you know, the old fashioned desk where you put all your stuff in the little metal desk. And uh, the weekend went by, came back to school on Monday and put my books in and boof, they, the apple was there. And I thought, oh, well, I'll just leave it for now, get it later. Um, and didn't. So a couple days went by and I smushed my books into it some more, but it was a little more smushy. So I went and got some of those brown paper towels uh, from the dispenser in the back of the classroom and covered it up. And I repeated that probably for most of a week, uh, just layering on the paper towels <laughs> uh, to deal with this, you know, slowly fermenting composting apple in my desk instead of just scooping it out and uh, dealing with it. And eventually, a few days later, my teacher noticed the smell and the flies and pulled me aside and had a word uh, with me about this um, science project in my desk, uh, which wasn't going to receive a passing grade. And uh, she helped me clean it up. And even though I was freaked out and embarrassed and, you know, it really wasn't the nightmare I thought it was going to be. And uh, we dealt with it. But um, I sure had created one heck of a mess by putting it off for, I don't know, like three weeks. And that is the desk apple story. Right. Okay. So in my family, when you are avoiding dealing with something that's just going to get worse if you don't deal with it, we call it a desk apple. 
And every day I look in the mirror and I confirm without a doubt, my teeth are going back to the way they used to be. I've got to start wearing my freaking retainer. I'm working at my desk and I wrung my tongue along the inside of my mouth and I'm like, "Mm, oh yeah, that's not getting any better. I should really wear my retainer tonight. And every night, I don't. And I think of me chatting with Billy Beck III being like, yeah, I don't know why they don't just do it. It's so weird. (laughs) So it would appear I need to coach my damn self. And I'm going to tell you how I do this sometimes. I write a play. Now, you might know I used to be a playwright. And those of you who write fiction will know that sometimes when you get in the flow, you can hear or like channel the different characters and getting slightly woo-woo on you here. So for me, I will write a play, for example, between whiny Una and wise Una. Or sometimes if I'm feeling kind of like spiritual, I'll be like whiny Una and God or the universe or whatever language is turning me on at the time. So here for your audio pleasure, is the radio play of the century, a production to rival Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Una coaches her damn self about wearing her fucking retainer when she doesn't want to. As you listen, I want you to substitute any habit that you know you should be doing and you aren't. Whiny Una. I don't want to wear my fucking retainer. Wise Una. So don't. You're a grown-ass adult. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Problem solved. No, but I need to. Why? Because my teeth are getting crooked again. So what? Lots of people have crooked teeth and they live full and happy lives. No, because I put so much effort and money and time into straightening them. Again, so what? You can let that go and decide that you're okay with crooked teeth. No, I can't. I really like it better when my teeth are straight. And I've often been complimented on my smile, so it's kind of part of my identity to have straight teeth. And also I have an ego attached to being the kind of person who does the shit she says she's going to do. And so I'm mad at myself for not wearing my fucking retainer. Why, Zuna? Well, it seems to me that you have two choices here. You could let all that go and just decide that you are okay with having crooked teeth and it's not a reflection of your self-worth. That is totally an option. Or you could wear the retainer and straighten your teeth. So what do you want to do? Wear the retainer. Okay, great. So what's getting in the way of that? It's just going to hurt because I've let it go for so long. And my life is crazy right now. And I just don't have the bandwidth to be uncomfortable all night long and have a bad sleep. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that it feels overwhelming to pick up where you left off. And that would be too much right now. Is that right? Yes. Okay, that's fair enough. So what would be one small step that feels like something you could handle right now, but would also give you the feeling of being back on track? Mm, I could wear my retainer for five minutes during the day and when I'm doing something fun that would distract me from the pain, like watching a movie with my family. That sounds like a great first step. Do you want to commit to doing that? Yeah, I could do that tonight. That feels totally easy. Okay, what could you do right now to make sure that that happens tonight? Right now, I could go find my retainer, clean it, and put it on the remote control so I don't forget. And scene. Okay, I'm just going to give you a minute to dab your eyes and recover from that dramatic masterpiece. (laughs) But listen, dude. This obviously isn't about me wearing my fucking retainer, although I am honestly going to go take that action right after I finish recording this. This is about not living with that nagging feeling that you should be doing some habit and you're not doing it. And you 
beat yourself up for it every day and it's an energy suck and it's not moving you towards your goals. So here's what you need to do. One, acknowledge that you are a grown ass adult and you don't have to do that habit. You do, however, have to get comfortable with the consequences of not doing that habit, whether it's crooked teeth or weight gain or never getting your novel published or whatever. Okay. You got to make your peace with that. Two, if you've decided that you genuinely want to do your habit, get clear on why it's important for you to do that habit and why the outcome is important to you. Three, get honest about what's getting in the way of you doing your habit. Now, listen, in 99% of cases, it's just that you're making this habit too big. I will write a chapter every day. I will run 10K every day. I will never eat sugar again. Dude, if you keep telling yourself that the diet starts on Monday and it never does, it's probably because the diet you're planning is stupid, or at least it's not something you can do right now and be confident of success. So break it down until you are confident that you can be successful. Make it something that you can easily handle right now where you're at right now, not where you left off or what you think will get you to your goal. Because I know you might be thinking, wait a second, you wearing your retainer for five minutes tonight is not going to change your teeth. You're totally right. But here's what the tiny habits will do. They will make you feel successful because you're acting in accordance with your intentions, with the kind of person that you want to be. Two, it's going to break the seal. So it's not going to feel like such a big deal to do your habit the next day and then the day after that. And then you can build in a way that eventually will get you to where you want to go. And three, it shows you that you can do hard things, that you are the boss of you, and that you can coach your damn self. All right, dude. I got to go find my fucking retainer. (laughs) I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. And if it helped you get off your ass and take a tiny step toward doing that thing that you know you should be doing. Let me know. And please don't forget to leave a review. Thanks. Talk soon. Hey, dude, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed so you can get the next one. And by the way, if you rate and review this podcast, it really helps me get found by other people who need some goals, grit and some woo woo shit. And be sure to connect and DM me at Una Duncan on Instagram and let me know what you thought of the episode. Chat soon.